welcome back to another episode of your favorite new podcast called Wild Quincy. I'm Chris Ketters, and with me, as always, is my best buddy, Travis Hoffman. Travis, we have been having some fun. We've been talking about different things like famous people. We've been talking about uh, kidnapped kids. We've been talking about everything. This week is a little bit different, though. I, I got a thirst for something different, and a uh, thirst of this nature might only be uh, facilitated by the local bar, which is, is a happy thing, Quincy. <laughs> As there are a plethora of options, Chris. There are. As we talked about, if you're just coming from episode three, our question of the week had to do with churches and bars. And we give you the details on how many churches and how many bars are in Quincy. Again, that number is speculative, but we'll get into the details of that later. But yeah, we're really excited about that. Before we get into all that, though, a couple things we want to hit up. We, we got this thing called Patreon. We've talked about it before. We're trying not to push it too hard, but we do want to give some shout-outs because if you become a Patreon... We do get your name on our main podcast here on Wild Quincy. I don't know. I, I don't know, Chris. I, I think we should cram it down their throats or down their <laughs> ear holes just a little bit because you've worked very hard on putting out a lot of great bonus content. I guess I guess technically we all have, but you're the yeah. ones pushing the buttons. <laughs> and it's if you're not part of our Patreon, you're really missing on, out on half the show. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about what it is and how they could be a Patreon member, Chris. Well, a Patreon's a pretty cool little thing. What you do is you pay a few dollars and you get an option to pretty much double what you're listening to. So, you know, you heard three episodes of Wild Quincy so far. Now we're doubling it up. There's a three bonus episodes sitting for you waiting at the Patreon site. And all you have to do is just become a member of Patreon. Now, Travis, I was mentioning this before we started the podcast. And I, I hate that I haven't brought it up yet because I was so, like, proud of myself in figuring out the titles because we have different tier levels for our patrons and so i came up with these kind of like funny little names so i'm going to give them to you real quick so our first patreon level is called a medium jeff special <laughs> which if you're familiar with quincy restaurant you'll know exactly what that is uh, i do want to read, read this real quick is what that yeah is. uh so the title little subject says sausage ham pepperoni mushrooms extra sauce discounts on merch and all the exclusive mini episodes you can eat drinks cost extra <laughs> so that's the one for that and then our next tier level is another staple of quincy and that is kelly's salad bar is oh, our yeah. next tier level <laughs> so yeah uh, that's uh, pretty pretty good too so those those the tier levels you can get you get those bonus episodes you can get uh, the shout outs you, know, you can get uh, we're working on our merch store travis has been working really right. hard on trying to get some merchandise set up so you can walk around with some cool wild quincy t-shirts polos and all uh, sweatshirts all that fun stuff so be looking for that and um also you know we have a discord channel so if you want to come and talk to us like literally travis and i have discord on our phones so if you become a patreon member and you want to talk to us like straight away you can go and get on a discord server send us a message we'll see it automatically and, and you can uh, send us your thoughts uh, a little bit more private than maybe facebook or something it's like a that. great way to get with the hip kids you know, I actually had to learn what what this was from Chris. I was really letting my old show. So if, if you don't understand what we're talking about right now, that's okay. Ask your kids. Ask your grandkids. You're going to blow their freaking mind just that you know what, that it exists. So you're going to get some major cool street cred from your children and grandchildren if you bring up Discord. And you'll get in on the action. It's exciting. It's another way to reach out and be a part of the show. 
And I didn't mention one of the other cool things, too, besides, obviously, the bonus episodes, which our last bonus episode, we had Chad come on. We did a rapid-fire lightning round question and answer with him. He gave us some details because, you know, you see, you saw Chad on the news uh, for many, many years, but you really might not know Chad, so it was kind of a cool opportunity to get to meet Chad and learn. And, yeah, and he was talk, a great guest. Yeah, talk to him and just kind of learn his background and, and, and uh, learn what he likes and things like that. So you can check that out on Patreon. And, uh, by the way, too, we are also giving the option that if you want to give us uh, an idea for a future show, uh, our Patreon members get first dibs on giving us ideas for future uh, show ideas. So you can do that as well. Travis, I do want to give a throw up because we do have some Patreon members. Our first few Patreon members, Jordan Losher and Amy Young are our first Patreon members. So welcome to the craziness that is the Patreon of Wild Quincy. Jordan and Amy, I know them well and they are they are wonderful people. And thank you for support. Appreciate that. All right, so that's taking care of all the uh, paperwork and getting all that stuff out of the way. Travis, are you ready for the question of the day? Oh, I am beyond ready. <laughs> I told him before we started, I said, I don't think you're going to get this one. I I, th- I, I don't think you're going to get it, but uh, we'll see. I got some weird recesses of interesting knowledge. You, you may be surprised, but I doubt it. We'll see. Good point. All right, so here is your question of the day. Quincy is only mentioned with one current world record on the books with the guinness world records do you know what activity that record pertains to i'm going to give you four options that are in alphabetical order the options are aquatics food go-karts or skydiving oh wow so here's the question again Uh, quincy is only mentioned with one current world record on the books with the guinness world records do you know what activity that record pertains to? And the options are aquatics, food, go-karts, or skydiving. I always forget that I have to not guess right now because I, I'm yeah, always yeah. like raring to throw out an answer. But I will I will ponder it much <laughs> like everyone else will be, and we'll revisit that here at the end of the show, Chris. We got uh, some more information. This is going to be an exciting episode we got coming up here because we're digging into something that many talk about in Quincy, but not many have dug into why it's that way. And we're going to talk about bars and churches, and we're going to talk about that time at a bar, or was it at a church? We'll have that coming up for you next here on Wild Quincy. Hey guys, this is Frankie Cavalletta, host of Haunted Garage, and you're listening to Wild Quincy with Chris Ketters and Travis Hoffman. Thanks to Frankie for giving us our return liner there, and welcome back to Wild Quincy. By the way, give us return liners. Give us a call on our uh, toll-free number. You can call us, uh, what's that number, Travis? 612-666-9453. Chris, that's (laughs) 612-666-WILD. He sounded like, I don't even know. (laughs) It just so happened that that one time where I was prepared with a contact page pulled up right in front of my face, and it's like a little baby getting spoon-fed delicious treats. When you threw that to me, and I just knocked it out of the park, Chris. Wasn't even cute either. I didn't tell you. Hey, we're going to do that when we come no, back. No, sir. That I'm worked out ready. well. So, yeah, give us a call. Leave us a message. Leave us a return liner. We need some more return liners so we can get those in there. We'd love to hear you guys. So give us a call and uh, tell us what you think of our episodes. But this episode is going to be pretty interesting, Travis. And I've been excited about this one because 
it's something that, uh, again, like we said before, many people have talked about this, but yet we don't really know the details of exactly why, if it's just coincidence or, or, or why exactly it is. And, and the question is, why is there so many churches and why is there so many bars in the city of Quincy? Last time when we were talking about this episode, you raised a very interesting point. I think if you're if you've grown up in Quincy and you've been part of Quincy, you don't really you just take it for granted. You know, it's just there. There's this many bars and there's this many churches. But you were saying that in towns like, say, Louisiana, Missouri, you know, the numbers are far different, aren't they, Chris? Oh, yeah. I mean, here in, in Louisiana, Missouri, where we have quite a few, quite a few churches, maybe like five or six. And we have two bars <laughs> right, right but and we'll get into the details a, a little bit later of why i think once once you really lay down why that is i think it makes a lot of sense but it's, it's interesting to take a look at why quincy is maybe a little bit more special if sure, you will sure. than maybe some other towns but uh before we get into that travis i'm gonna give you some stats okay and we're basing these off of i and i will tell you as a precursor before we get started i searched high and low to try getting some like very specific numbers of exactly how many churches and how many bars. And I think you had this problem too, when you were trying to do our question of the week for last week's episode. And I was having the same issue too, where you would see one website would say, Oh, there's, there's 45 churches in Quincy. And then you see another place where there's 69 churches in Quincy. Yeah. So it's it's hard to really nail down the specific number of how many there actually is. So what I did is I went back to what our original number was, saying there are 62 bars in Quincy. So that's that's what I'm basing it off of as of right now. So let's get into the bar stats. As I mentioned, 62 bars. Now, the cool thing about this, and I was telling Travis, is that Right before we started this podcast, I got this new book. It's called The History of the City of Quincy, Illinois. It's a very hard read because the lettering is very, very, very small. But it's, it has some really cool, interesting stats about the kind of the beginnings of Quincy in there. And just by – I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing. But just by a chance, I was skimming through it and came across this of when the first tavern opened up in the city of Quincy. And we have to go back, Travis, all the way to 1826. Okay. Wow. That was when the first one opened up. It was a guy by the name of either George W. Height or George W. Knight. I can't tell if it's a an H or an N uh, in there. But he was the one that introduced, actually proposed to the commission at the time to open up a tavern. And the tavern was, quote, under the hill on Front Street. So right up on the riverbanks of Quincy back in 1826. And one of the other cool things I did find that was uh, was pretty neat to see was that not only did the commission approve a tavern being built and being made and, and selling alcohol, but they also the commission also set the prices of the drinks. Oh, really? It wasn't the owner. It was the commission that was setting those. And oh. the cool thing about this, I have those prices. So let's take a look. A half a pint of whiskey was 12 and a half cents. Okay. A half a pint of rum was 18 and three quarters cents. Really? More for the rum, huh? Yeah, and so was the gin. The gin was the same price as well as 18 and three quarters. Then you get to French brandy, which for a half a pint is 37 and a half cents. Holy crap, that's some serious. <laughs> you would jump from 12 cents to 30 something. Yeah, it's coming from France, that's man. Some good stuff. And then uh, also wine, you get a half a pint of wine for 37 and a half cents. Then if you wanted a full bottle, it was a, it was a whole 100 cents. Now here's the funny thing. If you needed lodging for the night... 
it's actually cheaper than a half pint of whiskey. You can get lodging for 12 cents for a night. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I bet those were excellent rooms with a five-star service, Chris. <laughs> Probably so. So again, 1826 is when we were looking at the first bar. So now we switch over to churches. But this... the worst part was getting the Wi-Fi. And back then, the reception <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> it's always so bad. Um, so let's switch over to churches. This one's a little bit tougher to to nail down, but I, I will tell you, and we'll put some information because there's some really cool stats I found on, on different uh, church websites throughout so the area and Quincy especially. But it sounds like the first church is actually the first Union Congressional Church. I've heard that, Chris. I've heard that. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I can't get a specific date, but we do know for sure it was in the 1830s that the mm. church was either uh, the church was formed and I think it was built in the same time period. And Chris, that's the church I believe that's on 12th and Main kind of uh, diagonal to the Quincy Junior High School yes. grounds. Yeah. Next to we have this wicked new statue that you probably seen drive driving on 12th of this this big mechanical gear arm in front of the junior high that's uh, just right across diagonally from that if anybody's Oh yeah, it, uh, it's newer. Through. It's not hasn't been there that long, has it? It's, yeah, as part of our uh, our Quincy uh, Public Schools, they they commissioned a bunch of statues um, for all our new schools, and that was one of the statues. So, oh, very interesting. cool, yeah. very cool. Yeah, so that's that church. Now, that's not the original church, obviously, but that's the location because actually, there's a cornerstone because I was there just a few weeks ago. It, it actually has like a 1960s cornerstone uh, mm. date on it, I believe. Now, the oldest church. This is kind of off subject. The oldest church in Quincy, that the oldest build, building of a church in Quincy, is actually on Main Street, and it was it was hit by a lightning strike back uh, in the early two thousands. I can't remember the name of the church off the top of my head now. Does that ring a bell to you? Oh gosh, there's a whole bunch of them <laughs> clustered right around there, Chris. So, um, uh, could have been St. Boniface, perhaps, or uh, no? Actually, no. I'm sorry. It was um, St. John's Episcopal. That's what oh it was. yeah 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 okay. Yep. In 2002, yeah, was that, it was, was built. There a fire there? Yeah, it was struck by lightning back in okay. 2002, and uh, it was built back in 1852. So that w- that's the oldest church in Quincy now. But going back to what, what you want to put a congregation together, you yeah. go back to First Union Congressional, and that was back in the 1830s. Again, we don't have a specific date for that, but it sounds like it's possible that there might have been a bar in town before there was a church. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, that kind of makes sense, I think. I mean, if you're someone passing through Quincy, you're more likely to take up the services of a tavern, I would assume, than, than you know, a Sunday service, I suppose. So, yeah, I guess I guess that kind of chicken versus the egg situation makes sense, logically. Just to give you a, a brief overview, because I was curious, I really thought that it, with the Catholic churches in town that would be an older that might be a little bit older in the time frame but uh, St. Lawrence O'Toole seems like it was the first uh, Catholic church in Quincy and that later became St. Peter's that was formed in 1839 that was again so St. Peter's was originally called St. Lawrence O'Toole I did not know that yeah and then uh, sometime before 1859 St. Boniface started and then also in 1859 was St. Anthony's that started as well so those are giving you a little bit idea of, of the first couple of Catholic churches that were coming into town in that time period. 
So if you want to get technical and you want to you want to show something cool or say something, sound like you have some knowledge of, of Catholic religion and Catholics and Quincy, say, hey, I know. Did you know that St. Peter's is the oldest congregation in, in Quincy? <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Then you'd have you learn something. Yeah. Knowledge is power, Chris. Yeah, exactly. You need you need that. I'm sure that's going to come up somewhere in the future in some sort of uh, some sort of quiz night or you know something like that. And if so. not, you can bring it up and become that know it all friend that everyone yeah. secretly talks about under their breath. <laughs> exactly. All right. So what I wanted to do with this, there's there's a whole progression about how we're getting to where we're going to get, but I want to get to the details of of exactly how Quincy compares to other communities. And the first community that comes to mind is Hannibal, just because it's across the river. So we're going to talk yeah. about Hannibal. But then also, I kind of wanted to look at something comparable in population size that's somewhere close by. And the closest one I could come up with is Galesburg, Illinois. Sure. So we're going to use Hannibal and Galesburg as kind of community comparisons here. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers out at you. So hopefully, Travis, kind of listen along if, if something's kind of a miss. You, I can Tell you what, Chris, we'll, we'll get all the numbers gathered up here and throw it on the blog at wildquincy.com just so that you can kind of watch or watch you can watch with your eyeballs i guess as you listen with your ear holes and match up the numbers with the audio and then you can kind of follow along so it'll be a nice little visual cue for you go on chris let's hear some numbers yeah so let's talk a real quick population wise uh, this is all 2020 stats population of quincy is around uh, 39,700 hannibal's running around 17,200 and galesburg's just under 30,000 people so those are your population stats now I'm not gonna get. I, I I can give you these numbers, and I actually I will go ahead and do this to you. So Hannibal, in Galesburg, let's talk about bars first. Hannibal has 19 bars, and so if you oh. take a ratio of people to bars, that comes out for one bar for every 910 people. Okay. Really. Galesburg has 31 bars, so your ratio is one in 963. Quincy has 62 bars that make your ratio 1 in 641. Wow. So you're looking at almost a 300-person difference in ratio to bars That's to interesting. People. Okay. So then we jump over to churches, and churches is a little bit different. So Hannibal uh, the, has 38 churches, so their ratio is 1 in 455. Galesburg mm-hmm. has 49 churches, which is 1 in 609. And Quincy comes up with 72 churches, which is one in 552. Hmm. So right down the middle of the road there. So if you want to take a look really at kind of the overview here, just bare bones, Hannibal has a lot of churches and not very many bars. Okay. Galesburg has about the same amount of churches and bars. It's pretty even. Quincy, about the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get down to a little bit later, which I think this is going to be very interesting about... Everybody's everybody's wondering why. Why that is. There's a reason why that is. Oh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Place but, your bets now, kids. Exactly. But first, let's get into the whole idea, because it comes down to a basis, Travis, of that... And you've heard it, that, that the Catholics in certain religions like to drink more. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this, uh, Travis, you went to, you went to 
Catholic school. I, I grew up Catholic, so I feel comfortable that people don't feel like I'm criticizing or patronizing because I'm I'm Catholic, so I can hopefully get away with saying some of this stuff. I've so. hail married with the best of them, Chris. There you yeah. go. Uh, so so don't don't feel offended if you're saying something because it's coming from a Catholic. Uh, but so we, I went and found some stats uh, because it looked like there's some some correlations between everything. But I wanted to make sure. And there was a 2019 Gallup poll that broke down drinking by religion. Hmm. So I'm going to kind of go through just some of these stats real quick. So the first one is uh, those of Jewish faith and those who said they had no formal religious identity are more likely than average to drink. Okay. Non-Christians are below average drinkers. Protestants slightly below average. Catholics slightly above average. Okay. okay. Uh, out of the, uh, it says here, 18% of those who identified as Latter day Saints say they have the occasional drink, which is far below average. And 53% of highly religious white Protestants are total abstainers. Really? Yes. Uh, one stat I didn't throw out there, and you might not have heard it, is Southern Baptist. In 2006, Travis, the Southern Baptists actually proclaimed, made a resolution proclaiming that the total opposition of manufacturing, advertising, distributing, and consuming of alcoholic beverages. They actually have a resolution saying that that's, that's how they feel. Uh, in a recent survey by Lifeway, it was founded that one-third of Baptists admitted to drinking. So numbers are very low. So let's give you an overview. It sounds like that if you're um, Christian, that you're more leaning towards, that you're comfortable drinking. Jewish, yes. Baptist, no. Okay. That's some your good, overview. Some good overall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything that sticks out at you there? I, I That kind of makes sense. I, was, I didn't know for sure on that Southern Baptist thing. I think we're so, as far as the numbers go, pretty low in that area, in, in the Quincy region. But I, I won't speak for Quincy. But, yeah, I think that, that kind of tracks. Um, we'll get in. I actually we'll get into that, Travis. All you, right. You I, le- thought, I thought we might. You kind of stepped. You kind of stepped that right up for me there. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. So 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 now you get an overview of okay. Here's our numbers for Quincy, Hannibal, and Galesburg. Here is how your religions stack up, and who's more likely to drink and who's not so likely to drink. So now let's get into the last piece of this puzzle, and that is the religious affiliation of people that live in these towns okay and it's actually pretty interesting you can do a search online and see a a breakdown of what percentage are certain faiths in certain cities so we're going to do the quincy hannibal gillsburg uh again we'll start with hannibal remember hannibal had a lot of bars had excuse me had a lot of churches churches. a few bars right right right. Right. um so let's start with hannibal 60 percent of the population of Hannibal is considered religious out of that 60%, 17.2% are Baptist. Huh. 14.8 are other Christian faiths and 9.5% are Catholic. Really? That seems extremely low, Chris. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yes. Uh, so if you want to take any number from that, it's the 17.2% are Baptist. That is the largest statistic. I am shocked. I was not aware. Yeah. Uh, so let's move to Galesburg. This is an interesting stat, too. In Galesburg, again, you had 31 bars. Was The ratio was 1 in 963. But 35% are considered religious in Galesburg. 
out of that 17 point or excuse me 7.2 are of christian faith 7.2 are methodist and 6.3 are catholic okay remember galesburg had probably uh, had a few more churches than bars but you know i just wanted to use that as a comparison because when we get to our last piece of the puzzle and that's quincy so here we go quincy 78 percent are considered religious hmm. that's higher than any of those other two and actually pretty yeah. high yeah it's really a lot of cities in in the state of illinois out of that 22.7 are catholic okay and 28.4 percent are other christian faith so, so you're lutherans in there probably and right exactly so if you take the christian faith in general just just a, a tenth of a percentage under 50% of the population that confirm as being religious are actually of Christian faith. Gotcha. Compared to say Hannibal, where you have a total of about 24 to tw- like 23, 24% that are of Christian faith. Are you seeing where everything's coming together now? Yeah. It feels like there's a pattern here. Yeah. So it's really coming to show that you have, when you have a large Christian faith, community you're going to see a larger percentage of people that are enjoying enjoying bars or going to taverns things like that you mentioned uh, one interesting thing here and i want to bring it up you mentioned baptist and quincy i do want to go through the stats real quick because yeah. i do have the other stats 2.1 percent are baptist so in quincy very small percentage in quincy yes are okay. baptist uh more specifically you have actually 7.4 percent that are lutheran but they are not considered they're not in the other faiths category so technically that number bumps up even a little bit oh more so than that was it. seen as a separate stat yes. the lutheran early well you know there's a missouri senate and there's kind of two factions of of the lutheran church um and my, I won't go into great details because the memory is a little foggy from my Lutheran upbringing. But uh, that's it's interesting that there's a lot because yeah, that you said seven percent Lutheran, mm-hmm. and you you add that on to the twenty what percent? Oh, 20? I mean, you, so you got you got twenty two percent Catholic, twenty eight percent Christian, other Christian faith. So you're almost at fifty percent. You're over fifty percent. If you yeah. add Lutheran to that, you're at fifty seven percent now. Oh my gosh, that's heavy. Methodists are an, an additional five percent on top of that. So you're looking at a very large percentage. Definitely over half of those that are religious are of Christian faith. That's pretty wild. So what what are your takeaways, Chris? I don't want I don't want to stifle your fire if, if there's there's more to go on this. So basically, what why do we let's let's do a little speculation here, yeah. Chris. What do we attribute to the to the bar front? In my mind, the Catholicism, I think you you think about Catholicism and the whole uh, you know, monasteries and whatnot. I mean, brewery, you know, breweries and, and monks who, who run breweries have been pretty common. If you look back, there's still, uh, there's a, there's a, a the specific beer from Belgium called Chimay. It's a Belgian ale that it's still brewed by Trappist monks oh, wow. in Belgium. And I have to think that that part of the culture kind of goes beyond religion is just, is just, they don't see it as, as a heavy sin, so to speak. You know what I mean? Right. So that may explain why that part of the culture is really more like a fraternal type of meeting place, almost like you replace your pew with the corner tavern. 
you know, and it's a gathering place at the end of the day, I guess, if you think about it. Yeah, you bring up some great points there. I mean, obviously, if you're you're not real familiar with religion, especially the Catholic or Christian faith, I mean, literally the Eucharist is alcohol. <laughs> I mean, part of that is alcohol. So you have that right. aspect of it. But then, you know, interestingly enough, you have, and unfortunately we weren't able to connect with them. There's a podcast out there that's called uh, Stuff Catholics Should Know. And it's pretty interesting. It's ran by four priests that sit around and uh, enjoy an alcoholic beverage while they do podcasts. <laughs> so um, it just goes to show you how how alcohol is a part of of the religion and uh, obviously not for Southern Baptists who have a resolution saying that that's not the case at all and that they don't approve of that. But then you have Catholics and other Christian faiths that, that are more comfortable with that. So it's very, uh, very interesting to, to go down that path. Now, Travis, I do want to go down one other thing because yeah. I do want to connect some of these dots together before we kind of talk a little bit more about the, about the kind of where we're at. But I want to go to the early years because I was more curious about why the heck did Quincy become such a strong Christian and Catholic background? Yeah. Um, why? Why did? Why is Hannibal so so Baptist and Galesburg's obviously um, uh, has Christian faith, but not the strong Catholic faith that uh, that Quincy has? Well, it comes down to some interesting stats. And between 1829 and 1870. More than 10,000 Germans settled in Quincy, okay? Uh, now, what makes that interesting, it doesn't sound like much, uh, but what makes that interesting is that accounts for almost, maybe even more than 50% of the population of Quincy uh, in the 1830s and 40s and 50s. Because your population stats for the city of Quincy, you didn't get up until to like the uh, like above like 30,000 until like the 1860s and 1870s. So to bring in 10,000 Germans, that accounts for almost 50% of the population. Now you say, Chris, Chris, why the hell does that matter? (laughs) Well, the reason why it matters is because according to church stats, Christianity is the largest religious group in Germany with about 45.8 million that are considered Catholic in Germany. So you have a strong German base that is Catholic. And so you kind of just transition that, that when they came to the United States to come to Quincy, they already had that Catholic faith. So you have a strong German background. So I I think that probably helps supplement what a lot of people kind of trace back in their own minds as, you know, a German Catholic influence on Quincy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say by the numbers, Chris, you did a heck of a job, you know, really plotting some comparisons with Hannibal and Galesburg and did put a little bit of science behind just the the blanket uh, generalization that it's uh, because those crazy German Catholics, right? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, we did a little video piece on Facebook to tease this episode, and I had it in my mind that there were a lot more corner bars across the street from from churches, and I don't think there's as many today. But I was like driving around Quincy, and, and you always see these 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 certain buildings that have a certain visual look that makes me think, oh, this was a bar, <laughs> or this was a corner market, or some kind of corner mm-hmm. tavern. And there's a lot of those that are still kind of catty corner that aren't necessarily a bar or a market anymore to a church. 
And I would have loved to, you know, get a hold of some old Quincy directories and plot out, you know, those bars and churches from the city directories, you know, comparatively now and then. Because, you know, the church, it's a whole lot harder to move a church than it is a bar, to right. close down a bar. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, how that correlation has changed as far as proximity. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Quincy's proud of its Catholic heritage and its German Catholics and you know, it's it's not uncommon to see, you know, the St. Francis picnic are being promoted by, you know, the one of the many, you know, liquor distributors here in Quincy <laughs> on the right. sign. And I always, Chris, it's funny, I spent some time in Oklahoma through my life, you know, in the, in the heart of the Bible Belt, very, very non-German Catholic thinking when it comes to their views of drinking and, and just that whole, you know, aspect of what is a sin. And it always kind of, coming back to Quincy, always made me chuckle knowing that there was such a heavy prevalence of, of you know, bars and taverns and, and churches. And just the fact that the, the local high school's mascot is a devil who runs <laughs> out onto the court with a flaming pitchfork. I never and I thought just, about that. I just visualize these, these you know, shell-shocked Oklahomans sitting in a, in a Quincy High School basketball game thinking, oh, my Lord, Satan has this town hit a vice grip, you know? And obviously that's not the case, but just the culture shock much, must be huge for yeah. somebody who's moved to Quincy from maybe a more conservative area with a different structure of uh, religious and um and different heritages coming together. So what what a what a culture shock that must be. I'd love to hear some stories from any listeners who aren't from Quincy but have experienced this firsthand in such a difference from an upbringing of another city or something. It'd be interesting to hear. I've never I never in my life have processed the thought about okay, wow, well Quincy is such a strong religious town and you have a devil as the mascot. <laughs> Holy I mean, cow. it's it's some pretty dark stuff. I love a good Blue Devil entrance. I mean, oh, I am yeah. not putting that down, but boy, you know, you catch a Bible, a Pentecostal, you know, in in the stands there, and they're gonna they're gonna you know be feeling a little uncomfortable, Chris. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just such a, such a shock to their system, I would think. So interesting stuff. You bring up a good point, though. Again, if you want another couple things, actually. You want to take into consideration, again, some of the biggest events that happened in Quincy. you got the Knights of Columbus picnic. you got the St. Anthony's picnic. you got the St. Dominic's yeah. picnic. Not only that, you have a, 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 a Catholic high school. You have sure. six parochial, or five, you know, I guess six total parochial schools. you got a Catholic university in town. So you yeah. have all this stuff that uh, is just colli- it's coming together, and you can definitely tell that uh, there is definitely a strong Catholic base and christian base in in the city of quincy so hopefully that puts everything together makes everything make sense i found it so interesting because again it's something you hear about through your whole life living in quincy but nobody i don't think anybody's ever put the numbers together and said hey this is this is why this is this way and and now i think we finally have that reason chris you did a heck of a job you did the heavy lifting on this episode and, and well done sir it's been great to hear some some numbers and some more information to help define kind of what the building blocks of Quincy and why things are the way they are as far as churches and bars. And just to remind everybody, you can go to our website, wildquincy.com, and check out those stats that we gave you for this episode. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is the time at the bar. Or was it at a church? Do you play?
play sports? Do you take gym? Do you go to the games? Do you have fun? Then the Sports Locker is a must for back to school. Nobody does it like the Sports Locker. We've got the brands, we've got the style, and we know what's in, what's up, and what's cool. Choose from Nike, Reebok, Fila, Adidas, Airwalks, and get this t-shirt free. A free t-shirt when you get the shoes you really want. Pretty cool, eh? The Sports Locker, your back-to-school headquarters in the Quincy Mall. The Sports Locker, there's a classic for you, Travis. Remember that uh, store back in the Quincy Mall? Bow, bow. You know I do, Chris. Now, they were they... Uh... There were a couple sports stores in the Quincy Mall. There was, was it Athletes Foot? Was that was that one of them? No, 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 no that's a condition. That's a medical condition, isn't it? There was something. There was something on the the, the it, west side area. Was it called Foot Locker? No, no, there wasn't. That was a popular store, but I always confused that with Sports Locker, and occasionally you might have too. Um, I don't know, but I remember there very was there basketball like on the ground. Wasn't that the Sports Locker? I don't know. I don't know. I thought that you, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There was, there was one on the other side of the mall, but yeah, the sports locker was was closer to like the Aladdin's castle down that way. I mean, was it wasn't it? that it wasn't that far down. It was like midway down. What was the one next to like Sam Goody? No, that was the that was one that came around later, I think. Oh. So yeah. Sports Locker was down for Okay. We're experts on this, everyone. Yeah, um, evidently. Well, we found the ad. It was a, an older KHQA TV ad. We're going to try posting that. Uh, we'll make a note to post that on our Facebook page so that you could see the actual ad because it's pretty cool. I believe Travis and I were talking. We believe that's Brian Miles uh, doing the voiceover for that like Sports it. Locker ad. Unfortunately, the Sports Locker... Unlike many stores in the uh, community, didn't quite make it through the the transition to online retail. And uh, Sports Locker closed down in 2004. It was around for 20 years, and um, the owner at the time, Dan Neiman, said, "Just blame it on the economic conditions and the retail environment." He said, "There's just wasn't enough business to sustain things. It was time to get out." Yeah, unfortunately, another business that uh, was closed, Sports Locker. He also mentions in this article, this is a Harold Wig article from back in 2004. Another one was Tappy Sporting Goods went out of business uh, around that same time, too, and they were around for 36 years. They A couple of stores that was mentioned back then that were still around with Athlete's Foot. There, okay, so that was one. There was a store. And it wasn't yeah. just a medical condition. Okay, fantastic. No, no. Which, which, which you really think about, it, why would you name a store after a... Uh, that's you know I, I i don't know that seems rough <laughs> uh then also champion sports was in the mall and, and then, there was headlights um, emporium where the hat store i believe oh yeah yeah i remember that yeah. too uh so yeah so anyway unfortunately another uh place but they did a lot of tv and radio ads so you always remember that at oh, the end of always. their commercials always. back in the day so, yeah, Sports Locker again. Uh, one of the things we're looking for, by the way, is if, and I put this on my private Facebook page, but uh, I'll throw it out there. If you have some old VHS tapes that you just have sitting around that maybe have old newscast or anything like that, especially if you're looking 90s and 80s and you just want, you're thinking, I'm going to throw them away, let us know. We'll take them because we're trying to find those ads. Those ads are extremely difficult to find. So if you, you have some of those, you want to throw us one, 
uh, by all means, you can do that and uh, just uh, give us give us a message on Facebook. You can email us at wildquincy at gmail.com or give us a call on our phone number uh, that uh, we told you earlier. 612-666-9453. Travis, are you ready for the question of the day? Yeah, let's dig back in here. All right, so our question of the day was this. Quincy is only mentioned with one current world record on the books with the Guinness Book of World Records. Do you know what activity that record pertains to? And your uh, four possible choices in alphabetical order are aquatics, food, go-karts, or skydiving. I said aquatics, I meant aquatics, like uh, water sports, not like not like uh not like uh, i'm thinking equestrian actually but that's not it either but uh, oh, so that's, that's your question. i was gonna guess water polo which is kind of both i guess do they have horses mm-hmm. in the water they don't right that's weird no, <laughs> no that's i don't else. think so Are, I, is I that a sport so. did i just make something up horses yeah, I, like polo water polo is no horses in the water polo no, no, there's no... they're on horses in regular polo right <laughs> it'd be kind of yeah. weird to have horses in a pool wouldn't it yeah, hmm. unless it was like a kiddie pool, but I still don't think they'd like it. Um, <laughs> they might. Horses like water. <laughs> don't tell me you know horses, Chris. <laughs> Cows, pigs, right. I could see that, but no, no horses. All right, Travis, so here, what What do you want to give as your okay. guess? What's, what's, uh, so again, the question is, uh, it's only mentioned, uh, Quincy's only mentioned once in the Guinness Book of World Records. What activity does it pertain to? I'm on the fence between... Let's see. What was what were the last two options? Aquatics. Uh, you have aquatics. I got food. I got off track with the the horses in the water thing. Hold on. <laughs> aquatics, okay. food, go karts, and skydiving. God, man, those are oh, it could be either one with like a carding thing. There's such a history of the carding in Quincy. Uh, you know, there's been such such renowned swimming com- competitions at Sheridan Swim Club, but. I've got to go with the skydiving. Just I think I think with all the the free fall conventions in the past, it's no, no longer a thing. I got to guess skydiving. You are incorrect. It is not skydiving. Oh, darn it! it. What was there it? was at one point in time a world record for a formation for skydiving with the uh, with the world free fall convention but it was not uh, it was actually beat a few years later so it's not around anymore the answer is actually aquatics it was 40 horses in the pool right? <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, all right guys see you next week no uh <laughs> what was it what it was, was it? it's aquatics and it has to do with a person called lois deemers uh the reason why is because it it is the uh, at the time, which this was back in March of 2012. It hasn't been broken. Was the oldest active lifeguard in the world was a lifeguard at the YMCA at the age of 88 years old, six months and four days. Been active lifeguard since 1954. That oh my gosh, for Quincy. What was that name again? Lois Demers, D E M E R S, or might man yeah, maybe Lewis. I'm sorry, probably Lewis Demers. That's crazy that's impressive yes. uh, i did try doing some i never would have guessed that. I, I can't uh i believe lewis is still alive i couldn't find anything saying otherwise uh i don't not sure i couldn't find anything on the ymca's website saying if he was active or not still with the ymca but if anybody remembers a lewis or lois whatever the name the pronunciation is let us know I, that sounds like a colorful character to do that for so long so if you know something about him Shoot us some, some info on our Facebook page or wildquincy at gmail.com or even the listener line, 612-666-9453. We'd love to hear more about this person. Yeah. So do you like that, Travis? Because you know what our next week's uh, episode is about, but uh, <laughs> it's not to do with aquatics. Keep, 
I've still got that horse thing in my head, Chris, but I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. What's what's next to accept? So we're going to talk about one of those things that used to be a world record, and that's the World Free Fall Convention. It happened for ah, 11 years yes. in Quincy, and it ended abruptly. There's a lot of wild tales, a lot of history. Yes, wild Quincy, indeed, out in the free intent city is, is from what I understand. Yes, um, we have video to prove that it was wild. Uh, not oh, our boy. own. Oh, boy. But some YouTube not- video. <laughs> <laughs> not kid friendly, I don't think. Yeah. Ah, it gets blurred out. Um, okay, well there you go. There you go. Oh boy, <laughs> there's blurring. That's a good sign. Okay, <laughs> we'll dig into that. It is the World Free Fall Convention happened at the Quincy Regional Airport uh, back in the '90s and two early 2000s. We're gonna dig into what it was, what happened, why it ended, and all that coming up here on the next episode of Wild Quincy. Travis, it's been a fun one. It has, Chris. Thanks for all the research you did. Listeners, thanks for listening. Love to see you over at Patreon. we got a lot of great additional content coming up on that side. I think that does it, Chris. Yeah. For Travis, I'm Chris Ketters, and you've been listening to Wild Quincy. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.